All right, welcome back to the Conehead Sports Podcast. I'm Ashton Claiborne, as always, joined again by good friend Braden Neviews. It's great to have you back on. I appreciate you having me on. Like I'm ready just to take the title co-host, so I, I feel like I should get that title. I think you have. I mean, basically at this point, you are the co-host, uh, it seems I'll like. It. I'll it. sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's great to have you back on. I mean, talk about great week for basketball that was this week i mean i can't in the last year two years i can't think of a better week for basketball can you i mean i really can't no i can't either uh last weekend was pretty fun with the conference tournaments but of course for kentucky it wasn't because this entire season wasn't (laughs) but like as an outsider looking in i mean this weekend with the upsets uh actually as we're recording this or roberts is up by one on Florida, and um, you know, like it's just been a, a, a bunch of exciting games to watch, and um, it, you know, and like we still get like another full, full day tomorrow, so it's an exciting time to be a college basketball fan. Oh, for sure! And for anybody who's listening, we might be on a little delay. We had technical difficulties as usual. I mean, it's just how it goes. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna. Ch- we're going to try to delay that as much as we can. And I had a lacrosse game last night, so my voice is kind of on a zero. But I got I got the water on the table, so I think we should be good to go. How'd that go? So we played Tate's Creek. Um, Tate's Creek has – so in, in lacrosse, Division Two is still really good, the, the levels, because D1 is in, incredible for lacrosse. And there's a guy who played D2, and – I had to guard him, and that just took everything out of me all night last night. <laughs> so, but shout out to Nick uh, Baker, man, he was insane. What's the big college in lacrosse? It isn't like North Carolina really good, or like am I North, dreaming that? North Carolina is good. The whole Ivy League is good now. I mean, not now because they obviously don't have a season. Uh, Penn State, Duke, ACC is really good. Um, no SEC teams really play. Uh, I'm just gonna look in. Um, like Penn State, Townsend's really good. Georgetown's good. So it's it's, kind of, it's 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 a weird teams. So it's kind of like the East Coast smart schools, basically. Yeah, it's really it really is just East Coast. That's kind of where lacrosse is big is East Coast, and it gets less big as you go towards the West Coast. It, it starts to die out. I mean, that makes sense. I feel like that's, I mean, on a much lesser scale, but I feel like sports matter a lot more, like, on the East Coast than they do out West. I Like, I've always thought that. I've heard Villanova went up big over North Texas. That's huge. Um, I think that's true. I remember somebody telling me, somebody who went down to Georgia to do some stuff, that their school – you could like instead of going to school, you can take like two classes and then go work out. Like have like co-op for like gym time. That's what I it's mean, like down there. Like practicing your sport and stuff. Right. I mean, like if you could get credit for that, then that sounds like a fun, you know, thing. I mean, you know, not for me because I love sports, but I couldn't lift a five-pound bag of feet. But I, you know, <laughs> I would like. Class, you know, just for other people, for people to like, you know, get strong for their sport or whatever. Hey, in Florida, okay. I think we need to commentate these last twenty this, seconds. 
I think we do too. I mean, like this 80, 70, 80, 78, Oral Roberts taking it up with 40 seconds to go. I don't know any of these oh. guys on their team, though. I don't think I can name a single. Number three, though, I heard is insane. I'm like 30 seconds ahead of you, so I'll be quiet. <laughs> Uh-oh, here we go. Drives in, kicks into the three. Oh, misses the three. Florida has it. No, one timeout. Are they going to call a timeout? No. He shoots the three. No. Gets the rebound. Florida. Nope. Oral Roberts got the rebound. They foul. No. They foul. 16 seconds to go, and Oral Roberts is up by two. Oh. Oh, buddy. Oh, now I got to look at my bracket. Uh-oh. This isn't good. Um. Oh, okay. This this game doesn't I, matter for me because I, I had Ohio State and Texas Tech going. Uh, oh, well, I had Ohio State in the Final Four, so this doesn't really matter to me either. <laughs> but, I, but but I'm ahead of you, like by like thirty or forty five seconds. So I'm so I will try my best to keep my emotions to myself because I don't want to give anything away for you. So so I'll let you take over that if you want to, or we can just keep talking. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody listening, his prior knows what happened. He missed the first free throw. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Florida's still dancing. Oral Roberts. This is what happens okay, whenever, you, whenever you record a podcast during, you know, a potential 15 seed to the Sweet 16. That's – when was the last time that happened? Uh. It, I think it's only happened once in history, and, and it was in 2013 whenever – remember that Florida Gulf Coast team that would just dunk on everyone? I do remember that. Uh, they beat Georgetown in the first round, uh, and then – I can't remember who they beat in the second. Uh, it might have been Florida, actually, which would be ironic. Uh, you know, like if – no, no, I take that back. Florida – Beat Florida Gulf Coast to take them out in Sweet 16, but I don't know who they played in the like in the round of 32. But I'm pretty sure that's the only team that ever got to the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed. This game is really going down to the wire, but um, I mean, I'm looking at my picks that we did from uh, last week, and <laughs> my for my actual bracket, I got the entire West correct, and I've never been so proud in my life. Really. I got Gonzaga, Oklahoma. That was a – I was struggling for that one. I kind of – I would, oh, did I get it right? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I, I did get it right. I'm, I'm looking at the one that we filled out last week together. Right. But I had Oklahoma winning. I had Creighton, Ohio, USC, Kansas, Oregon, Iowa. And, I mean, you got to feel bad for VCU. I mean, they get there. And then they don't even yeah. get to play. Yeah, I mean, there was bound to be some sort of COVID problem. I feel like in the bubble, and you know, not that I wanted to tap to any to anybody, but that Oregon VCU matchup really did not intrigue me at all. So you know, oh. <laughs> of course for them, I'm I'm upset. Oh, oh man, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm watching this game, uh, and. Um, uh, so like I'm upset for them, but I think Oregon probably would have won that game anyway. But just to see them have to go out like that was pretty sad. In terms of the bracket, um, so on the ESPN Tournament Challenge app, it like it ranks oh, your brackets oh. from. Oh, I don't oh think you're no, way. Right no way! No <laughs> way! 
<laughs> Oral Roberts to the Sweet 16. No way. 15 seed Oral Roberts is heading to the Sweet 16 where they will play Arkansas in the regional semifinal. And, of course, like we're both big SEC guys, but like Gosh. that is pretty fun to see Oral Roberts get that win like that. Here, here's the thing. I have a guy at school, huge Pac-12 guy, huge Pac-12 guy. Wait, Pac-12 is Texas Tech, Oklahoma, them. That, that's the Big Twelve. Big Twelve, huge. The allergy is getting the best of me lately. The huge Big Twelve guy, and man talks crap on the SEC to the daily. Man, to see him lose to Oral Roberts is not. And if they lose to Arkansas. Ooh, if wow. Arkansas loses to Oral Roberts, that would be even worse of a look. If Oral Roberts Man. took out Florida and Arkansas in back-to-back game, I mean, of course the big the Big Ten couldn't you know say anything because they, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about this. But how about the Big Ten? Last week I was bragging on them, saying they're the best conference in college basketball and they're this and they're that. And I mean now like they're only down to two teams left in Michigan and Iowa, um, both of which have games tomorrow and I they just have like imploded like in the tournament and I did not expect that at all. Yeah, well, I mean what what happened there? You know? Uh, so well, we still have some SEC yeah. still has Alabama, uh Arkansas and LSU. I think Oh yeah, LSU, I didn't even see him. And I'm listen, after how LSU played against St. Bovern Venture, whatever. I mean, they bit him by 15. They're a nine seed. Look, they're not that good. But, I mean, watch out for that upset. I don't want that upset to happen because I have Michigan going to my Final Four. But I'm just I'm just saying for everybody at home, that's a good game to watch. And that's happening tomorrow at – sometimes I hate this. What time is it? Oh, don't even give me the time. Love that for you. Thanks, ESPN. That's cool. The e- like, ESPN app on my phone really helps. Yeah, uh, like I, like right now, I just have the uh, tournament challenge app open, and my podcast bracket that we made last week is currently my least um, correct bracket. So really, I hope no one took. My, <laughs> I, I hope nobody took my advice last week because it's literally the worst bracket I have. I'm really, I really think I kind of filled out every bracket the exact same. I have a CBS bracket with a bunch of my relatives and stuff, and I'm absolutely spanking them because they all had BYU to win. And BYU, talk about a talk about a good game yesterday. How, am I right? Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, Johnny Juzang, former Kentucky player, Johnny Juzang, of course, goes off, and now and he's been their top leading scorer all season. So I really miss Johnny Juzang, who's now killing it at UCLA. And he's got him, you know, with an opportunity to go to the Sweet 16 tomorrow. Um, listen, I'm 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 at Malibu Jacks last night. I'm bowling. Okay, I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time. Malibu, have you ever been to their bowling alley? Uh, I have not been to the uh, I haven't been to their new location. Like I've been to it before, but like it was at the last location. Where they had the laser tag and the go karts, which I yeah. they still have all that stuff, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still have it, but this they have a beautiful bowl. I don't even remember the old Malibu Jacks. They have a beautiful now bowling alley, 
And when I mean like the entire back wall that you're bowling to is just a bunch of TVs and that every game on. And I'm watching BYU just get – I don't think they got smacked by UCLA. But, yeah, they got uh, nine. But, I mean, that was kind of a fun I – don't, I don't like BYU. I'm a Utah guy. I, have a, I used to have a Utah flag in my room until I had to take it down and put up my TVs. But just to see him lose gave me a sense of happiness. That That's weird. And, and no, oh, I'm but Johnny, make- Johnny Juzang. Yeah, I mean, of course, he got hurt in the Michigan State game at the very end, and he was, like, scoring every point for UCLA at the end of that game. And there were some thoughts he might not play yesterday, and then he came out and scored 19 in the first half and then, like, 24, 25 for the game. So, he, I mean, he's really blossomed into a really good college basketball player out in, out in Los Angeles. <sighs> That's just – it's hard to see. It's hard to see a guy like that who seemingly looked like trash when he played for Kentucky go somewhere and literally excel over there. I didn't even know he was that good. I mean, when he was at Kentucky, he wasn't that good from what I saw. But those transfers, man, those transfers. I know it, and it's happened in the past. I mean, uh, Jamal Baker was having a really good season for – Arizona until he got hurt. And then, of course, we just talked about Juzang. And remember uh, Kyle Wilcher when he was here? Oh, he had, he, a, he had a – And he, he was great at Gonzaga. He was huge for Gonzaga. He was a big part of what they were trying to do over there. I loved Kyle Wilcher just because, I mean, he could barely dribble the ball, but that man could shoot lights out anywhere. That three shot, money. But um, he what's he what, might be one of the more I, I know like this delay kind of th- throws us off back and forth, but we're fighting through it because we want people to hear what we got to say, right? Oh yeah, exactly. And um, but as far as Kyle Wiltshire goes, uh, I think he's one of the more underrated players that Kentucky's had. I remember he was doing a signing tour, and he came to my hometown, Harrodsburg, which if if anyone's ever been there, you know it's not anything spectacular. So for a UK <laughs> basketball player to come there, it was kind of shocking. Uh, him and Josh Harrelson came, and they showed up at the post office, and uh, and so I got my picture <laughs> like at the Harrisburg post office, and it was just really really cool to see you know a star like that come to a small town like that. So that was really cool. So uh, Josh Harrelson. I don't remember a lot of that Brandon Knight, Josh Harrelson year, but I remember one play, the play where they're in the tournament, they're playing Ohio State, and they're about they're down, he gets the ball, it's about to go out of bounds, and he just throws it at the other guy's chest. That's all I remember from Josh Harrelson. That's one of the more iconic memories, or, you know, like you said, I don't really have very many memories from that point in time in terms of UK basketball. But that toss at the Ohio State – well, they wasn't a toss. It was like a bullet right at the Ohio State player's chest. And then uh, there was another moment in that game, uh, like right at the buzzer, where Ohio State shot it. It came off the front of the rim, and then Ohio State had a chance to, like, get a rebound and put it back in real quick. 
and Harrelson just tipped it out to midcourt and like the buzzer sounded like that's all I remember from him. I do remember that. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about the announcing crew for the tournament. And do you remember the the girl and the guy who did the Lynn Bowden uh, Virginia Tech uh, bowl game? Do you remember yeah. those guys? Beth Mo. Um, I know the the uh, female was Beth Moens, but but I don't remember who the uh, male commentator was. Listen, that duo is by far my least favorite duo in all of sports. <laughs> I mean, I would I would rather listen to Dick Vitale. Like for an hour, I'm not kidding. It's it's that bad, and it's it's funny to me that actually you can look up who it is, but I don't feel like it. Every night game, like I'll get home from whatever, and at night I'll put in the last game, and it's always him and her doing the last game, and I think it's hilarious that they put him in that spot. <laughs> uh, what well, you just said? You'd rather listen to Dick Vitale? That sounds like a slight towards Dick Vitale. Dick Vitale I'm and Bill big, Walton. I'm a big. Dick Vitale fan. I've gotten into many arguments where people really? think he's annoying or don't. Actually, just earlier this week, I was at my grandparents and we got to talking about him somehow, and they were talking about how they thought he was so annoying and all that stuff. I like him. You like him? Yeah, I like him. I like when he does his, you know, Dipsy Doo Dunkaroo baby. And <laughs> he, starts, he says, you know, I, I saw that foul with one eye. Like, like I like his little big vitalisms. I think it's whoever is next to him, whoever's doing it with him, really can like controls the game. But I feel like over the years he's gotten a little more crazy, and I feel like every game he does, he brings up his car for cancer about forty-five times. And I mean, I'll donate money. But I hear it so often. I'm kind of like, oh, you're doing another car thing. I feel like that's bad to say, but I do see it, it so much. No, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, it feels like he advertises it like 24 7, which, I mean, of course, <laughs> it's a good college, but, you know, that, you know, you could at least call the game a little bit. I will say, where, <laughs> I will say, like, where he's been at home, maybe he's gotten a little too comfortable and just started, like, talking about anything he's wanted to. But maybe once we get back in the arenas and he's back in that setting, maybe he'll be a little bit more, you know, focused on the game. That that's what I'm thinking. Here's here's some of the uh, Matt Jones tweeted the like list of all the announcers. I don't know why. That really I love that. I mean, you you got some of the best ones. You got Brad Nestler, Kevin Harlan. You got Jim Nance, Rafferty. Um, Ian Eagle, those those guys for whatever reason when I was younger, like are like inside my brain, <laughs> and when I hear when I hear their voice, I hear the tournament, I hear like the World Series. I don't, I I think of Joe Buck when I think of the World Series. Really, the World Series, uh, Jim Nance for the Masters. Those like n- like uh, sounds are engraved in my brain, and they just make like the entire game like worthwhile no matter who wins or loses those voices are like yeah. pristine my favorite grant hill uh, yeah my favorite college basketball commentating duo is uh jim nance and bill rafferty some people don't like uh bill rafferty with his onions and you know get those puppies over oh there. i love that 
I love that. Oh, I, I love it. And like, as soon as the game comes on and, you know, they do the tip off and Bill always says, you know, what defense uh, the opposing team comes out in, whether it's man to man or zone. Like I always love that. Th- that and um, I remember he did the North Carolina UK game when Malik Monk went off for 48 and man, that was just awesome. He's like, he's an assassin doing all this crazy things. It was, it was so awesome. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, all right. Hey, um, let's do this. My uh, fun little segment while you were saying that I came up with, let's go through just a few sports and then give me the voice that, that comes to your mind when you hear that sport or like league or whatever. Okay. Does that sound? All right, here, like, I'll say it, and then I'll get your reaction. All right, let's start with the NBA. Oh, Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. I always think of Mike Green. Oh, that's another good one. Bang! It's over! <laughs> yeah, mean, that's that's a really good one, Mike Green. His, uh, his bang calls, like, whether it's in the finals or a, you know, a really close playoff game, like, those always get me. The the TNT crew, I think it is. Um, I can't remember who does that. Uh, but I remember, like when I was little, I'd list, I'd play those video games, the the two Ks, and Kevin Harlan like did one of the early early ones that I'd play all the time, and that was just he just engraved into my mind the Kevin Harlan NBA. <sighs> and another those games always had Clark Kellogg too, which so I feel like oh yeah. And Clark- are always like really thought about when you think of like the NBA and stuff like that. All right, how Marv about the Albert? NFL? Yes, sorry. I, see the delay. Like I'm trying to, you know, I, like this delay <laughs> kind of gets us here, doesn't it? It does. All right, what did you say? What was the next one? NFL. I say Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman, or Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Oh, no, no, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. That's right. That's better. Oh, okay. You know, and people really don't like Chris Collinsworth, do they? I mean, any (laughs) chance they're trying to to make fun of Chris Collinsworth. Uh, For me, the NFL, that's a tough one. I think I'd go with Aikman and Buck, too, just because I I feel, you know, because they always get the game of their – game of the week which feels like it's like 95 percent cowboys games and so <laughs> I, I always associate that like you know late afternoon nfl game with fox and troy ekman and joe bucks so that's who i would go with too i think that's that's a that's a good one but like at night when we're like about to eat dinner every sunday night no matter where I am in the house, I could always hear Al Michaels' voice and Chris Collinsworth's voice calling from somewhere at some point at the house because the game would always be on. Yeah, and I mean, to me, if we're going to do that, we could throw in Carrie Underwood too just because she would always come <laughs> on. we waiting all day for Sunday night, you know. And, uh, I mean, like, that song was always my favorite, like, intro song like to, to a football game. Yeah. All right, uh, college football. Ooh, um, I think recently it's now been uh, what's his face, Tom Hart and Jordan Rogers. Yeah, uh, well, 
to me, this has two different answers. Uh, there's the Kentucky voice, and then there's just, like, the overall voice. Because, you know, Kentucky is never really on, like, you know, the primetime games or whatever. So, yeah. for, like, Kentucky, I agree. It's become, like, Tom Hart and Jordan Rogers, Cole Kublik. Uh, but for just college football as a whole, I would go – well, that's tough. Kirk Herbstreit? Kirk I, – I, yeah, I was going to say Kirk Herbstreit, but then I got to thinking about the uh, SEC on CBS crew uh, with Vern – I can never pronounce his last name. Vern Ludquist and, uh, and um, Gary Danielson. Which I know yeah. everyone hates Gary Danielson too. Uh, it feels it feels like everyone hates one commentator on every crew, and um, <laughs> uh, so I'd probably either go with Herb Street or uh, the CBS guys. I think I'd go with Herb Street or Brad Nestler because they both did the last NCAA football uh, right. so, uh, yeah. game. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, to me, Brad. I mean, Brad Nestler was at ESPN forever, and then he went over to CBS. So I just kind of associate him with everything, college football, college basketball. I really like anything college like I associate Brad Nestler with. Which you really can do. He's kind of just like that. Yeah. Why am I watching Fast Foodies? True TV isn't showing a basketball game anymore. (laughs) I think I I have that on too. I was wondering. I'm like, what am I watching up here? Uh, I don't know what channel the, like, Villanova game is on. Uh, it's on TNT. Oh, perfect. That's what I just put it on. Uh, okay. T- TBS uh, has an Oklahoma State game. Okay, which this game's a blowout. I did not oh, see yeah. this coming. I thought North Texas would have kept it close. Um, 34. But Okay, 34. Yeah, like we're, yeah. we're doing our channel. <laughs> um. Okay, let's see. Have have we done college basketball? Yeah, um, like, is that the- I don't think we have. Okay, uh, for college basketball, I would probably go probably with Dick Vitale or him or Jay Billis. But I'm not a big I, Jay I, Billis. I, you don't like Jay Billis? No, I, I he's first of all, you know, he's a Duke grad. And then I feel like he's snarky, and he feels like he knows everything. Jay, if you listen to this, I actually love you, but <laughs> but I, th- I cannot stand him for some reason. I mean, it, it's not really anything he does. It's just I, he gives off that I know everything vibe. I think we already. I think we might have already done this because I want to do the one guy who you're talking about. Um. Who did the North Carolina UK game? What's that guy's name again? Oh, uh, Bill Raftery. Bill Raftery. I think. Yeah. You know what? I think you're right. But well, but 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 I gave a different answer, so I guess I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do like the Jay Billis one too, because it's like coming home from school or something, and it was like a big game. Jay Billis was always doing it, and I love to hear his voice. So I think Jay Billis could be another good answer. But you're also right. I think he is kind of a little snarky. Yeah, you know what? Now I think about it, I think it was the college basketball announcer that led in to this segment. So I don't think we really gave off an answer. We were just talking about different announcers. But uh, uh, did I do baseball? All right, I don't know any baseball, but like I'll just say Joe Buck because I feel like if because the only time I'll ever watch 
baseball is like the World Series, and it's always Joe Buck. So that's always. my answer. For um, yeah, I'm going Joe Buck too. I know, I know people despise Joe Buck. They they cannot stand. They're like it's probably Joe Buck fan club out there, but I don't know why. <laughs> probably because he's a St. Louis native. I love Joe Buck. Uh. What's that announcer for the Reds who got let go, but, like, he got let go during a game, so he was calling the game, like, as he was giving his apology? I know who you're talking who, who about. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. We did talk that about him on the show, though. Did we? Let me try to pull. Yeah, I did. It was a long time ago. Let me see if I can find Was it. I on that show, or was it someone else? Because I, I don't remember. I th- I think it might have been someone else. Let's see here. Tom Brenneman. Yep, that's him. Yeah, like I just found uh, it. I, it. But so, honestly, he'd probably be second just because that's like the only other story I know of for for, uh, for baseball. There's – um. let me look up baseball announcers because there's a guy who does the MLB, the show games, and his – Maybe right. it was Bob Costas, maybe. Bob, Bob, Co- okay. Bob Costas is th- an NBC guy, I think. Let me see if that he's the ESP. He's the ESPN baseball guy. Let me see if I can find that. Oh, I got thought of baseball NBC. announcer. ESPN. Carl Ravitch. Matt. Oh wait, like I thought. You know what? Like he does do baseball games. You're right. But he also does – like, he did a ton of U.K. basketball games this season, too. Oh, yeah. That's Him and called. Dick Vitale did, like, I feel like every single U.K. basketball game that was on ESPN. There weren't a lot of them because U.K. wasn't too big in the spotlight this year. <laughs> well, you know, and then there's that, too. Let's let's see if this is the voice I'm thinking of. This is him. So is that is that Carl Ravitch? Matt Vagarasian? Oh yeah, let me go to this one. This is probably better. Have you ever heard him? I think so. But I don't know his name. Matt Vagarusian. Vagarusian? Uh, your guess is just as good as mine. Uh, yeah, but I really like him. I really like his voice. Him, and I'll probably say him and Joe Buck for that one. Gotcha. Uh, are, are there any other sports that you like that I don't? <laughs> golf. Oh, well, golf, it's. That's just Jim Nance. Yeah, yeah. Jim uh, Nance and I, I mean I can't think of anyone else who calls golf. To be honest, there's some people who I like, but I really don't know their name. I just know who they are. I think uh, Bob Costas calls golf too. How about Mike? That could be Mike Perico or Trico. Or, uh, I think he calls golf too. My grandpa would know better than I do. Actually, maybe he wouldn't because my grandpa likes to watch TV with no sound on, and he likes to call him himself. Is, is he gonna listen to the podcast? Because then you can just tell him, like it's very it's very possible. 
Yeah, Grandpa, if you uh, actually listen to this, I think Grandpa does listen to this. If you do listen to this, uh, let me know. But I, I, he would do this funny thing where it would make me so mad. But looking back, it was actually, I actually liked it. Uh, we would watch a college, like a college football game or whatever. And he would turn off the volume, turn on the captions, and then tell me what the other team, what the team was going to run. And then they'd run it. And I'd be like, Grandpa, what, what, what's going on over here? Like, I had no idea how he got it. Was he a former player or manager, or is he just a really big fan? Fun, fun fact: my grandpa was a was a, a diver when he was in high school. That's it. That's diver. literally it. Nothing else. <laughs> like diver, as in like swimming and diving. Yeah. Hmm. Not well, not like a bomb diver. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you're right now, but uh, uh, I guess he didn't learn much baseball diving did he probably not no uh but he nah he knows a he knows what he's talking about when i talk to him about sports so a little shout out to grandpa claiborne who's there you go humbly living in retirement right now which is where i wish i was at but nope i'm only 18 yeah i we still got about 50 well hopefully hopefully not well, you know, it depends, I guess. But we'll say 40 or 30 to 40 to 50 years. That's a would wide you rather, range, wide range. Would you rather be like uh, Dick Vitale where you just keep going or would you rather like call it quits to like 60? Well, I feel like Dick likes what he does. So maybe if I really enjoy what I do, then – then I'd continue, you know, just until my old age, you know, or, you know, because like a ton of coaches, like Cal, he's not really that old, but Kay and Bayheim and all those guys, they keep coaching. But if I'm doing something that I just don't enjoy at all, then I'd probably try to retire as early as possible. Dick Vitale's eighty-one. That's insane. Eighty-one. He's living it up, and he still has the energy of uh, of like an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> he has more energy than I do. I promise you. Oh, I, I certainly believe that because he gets on those games and, you know, he you know he does his dipsy do dunkaroo and big man on campus and you know PTP and all his famous sayings and he like screams at you on the TV. I love him. He's he's someone where I would love to talk to him about his preparation for games now because I mean at this point, does he really prep? If you're 81, he's been doing this for over what, probably 50 years. Oh, oh yeah, most certainly. I wonder if he actually preps. He's got. I mean, to. he has to. I mean, he has to because that's his job. But I feel like half of his prep is, you know, like you said earlier, just trying to figure out like what he wants to advertise on the show. Uh, or like on the game, because uh, I mean, like he also would advertise that book he wrote about last season, like the lost season, or whatever it was called, and he would always advertise that book, and you know, and then he would talk about what he's gonna eat for dinner, or he would talk about the bucket See, a lot. If he's not, if he's not advertising, I don't. If he's talking about eating dinner, I think that's hilarious. I love when people do that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean. That's especially during baseball because I feel like baseball is such a laid back kind of relaxed when you're calling it. 
you can kind of talk yeah. about anything. And when you're like in the seventh inning and it's a complete blowout, you'd be surprised at the things that they'll start to say. Oh, I mean, I'm okay with talking about dinner and stuff if it's like a 30-point game with two minutes to go. But sometimes some of these announcers are talking about that, and it's a two-point game with like 50 seconds to go. And I'm like, why are you talking about this? I'm trying to – I mean, that's – if you're having a hard time sleeping and it's in the middle of the summer, man, just put on some baseball if it's a blowout. You'll fall asleep in three seconds. Those guys will like, just, just talk. Every summer night, you know, and I'm sure it'll be true this summer as well, I feel like I always fall asleep to, like, the Dodgers and Oakland A's playing at 1 o'clock in the morning on ESPN. Red Sox, yeah, too. Like, or, yeah, or the, you know, or the Red Sox. But usually I feel like it's a West Coast team. But, yeah, that's true. And uh, And I always fall asleep to some sort of – MLB game, you know, starting in the spring and summer. So um, I'm really looking forward to watching two hits and then going to bed. <laughs> that and I used to, at the beginning of quarantine, I used to watch that Korean baseball and I would, that would just put me out. Cause it was at <laughs> two in the morning is when it would start. I remember Tom Hart started calling those just to do something. And so Gosh. I would just, you know, if I ever happened to be up at that time in the morning, I would just tune in to hear him talking about Korean baseball for a minute and then I'd turn it off but yeah but like it was pretty fun it's it's weird baseball but I think it probably goes my knowledge of sports probably goes basketball number one uh and it's weird like the weird like lacrosse golf probably number two but then I think it's either probably football three or four but baseball is one of the ones I know the least about, but I'm the most interested in. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm probably the same way. Like, I know the most, or I feel like I know the most about basketball. And then, you know, football is probably my second. And then, you know, then there's just a huge drop off. And maybe golf is third. But um, but I feel like I'm the most interested in in football most of the time, but I know a lot more about basketball than I do football. Oh, basketball is the only thing I wish I knew more about was like, I wish I spent more time at like, I think someone's going to come to my room. I'm doing a podcast. Why? Someone came in earlier too. It smells like the house is burning. Oh, okay. I'll blow it out. Yep. Is it my the fire podcast. sports takes? <laughs> these, yeah, these are my fire sports takes. As my mom yells at me to blow up my candle, <laughs> she says it. She, she says it's smelling up the house. This is oh, this is a new candle well, from last week. I I remember we were talking about candles last week. What scents do you got? Uh, this one is this one isn't as good. Usually, I have some really good ones that smell like cologne. This is sea salt and jasmine. Uh, what? this one's almost out. Sea salt Sweet. and jasmine. Sea salt and jasmine. It's it smells like what you think it would smell like. <laughs> all right, all right. Hang on. Like I understand the sea salt part, but what does jasmine mean? I think jasmine is. I when I think of jasmine, I think of purple. So like lavender, maybe. Maybe I mean, I mean to me, like, I just think of a person named jasmine. I mean, <laughs> isn't jasmine a flower? What's a jasmine? I know what nothing is... about 
flowers or scents. So jasmine is a like, jasmine is a shrub, a shrub, it's a vine, a shrub and wow. vines in the olive family. It contains about two hundred species, native to tropical and warm temperate. So imagine warm when you think of jasmine. Okay, so it smells like salt and a shrub. Yeah, pretty. Imagine like you're walking on a spring. Uh, about two o'clock, you're walking down, and then you like just shove your face into a shrub. That's basically what it smells like. It doesn't smell too good, but it basically makes it definitely makes my room smell better. So what you're uh, saying is that it's more jasmine than it is sea salt. Oh, for sure, it's more flowery. Let me give it a nice smell. I already lost it. I'm gonna open it. Let's see. So, so there's no gonna, beach vibe. The seats. The sea salt isn't really pungent in there. No, the sea salt's very subtle. Hmm. I mean, it's me when I heard that, I thought of like a day at the beach. I'm, I'm not, not I a could, walk. Okay. I'm going to smell it and give you the first thing that comes to my mind. Okay. I don't even know, really. Honestly, it smells like a bush. <laughs> Like a, a, a good smelling, like imagine like a bush that put on deodorant. A bu- okay, okay. <laughs> so just just imagine that. That's that's exactly what this candle smells like. A bush that put on deodorant. All right, now, all right, pretty much. How do you make it? So like, who came up with that scent? Uh, Huntington who, Home. Who, who who comes up with a scent like that? I don't know, but the the scent that I had last week. The one that smelled like the 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 fog the the not foggy the oh 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 I'm so sorry oh my gosh that is saw the biggest block I've ever seen in my life if you're watching Oklahoma State Oregon State then you're about to see it what was the time uh like nine forty four sweet oh oh my I'm so like I did not mean to interrupt your candle conversation but I had to react to that oh. in some fashion oh did they oh. call a foul oh oh yeah that's definitely a foul he took off his arm well well <laughs> but, i mean like live it kind of looked like hang on here i'm just now getting the replay uh all right but to be fair he got ball first and then got arm which i know is still a foul but man that like i just was not expecting that and it kind of threw me off i'm sorry for interrupting you you know what that reminds me of is when, like, the first game of the national championship versus UK and Kansas, when that guy tried to take off Michael K. Gilchrist's arm. Do you remember that? Yes. At the very beginning, he like, oh, I remember that. That's what that reminds me of. Ooh, yeah, and he, he, and then he, and then the not the UK game, but the Oregon State player came down hard, and I was kind of worried he might be hurt for a second, but I think he's okay. I don't know if that was really a foul because he hit his. Ball than the hand, so is that a foul? See, I, I think it is, but man, but the, like that was a good defensive play. He, he even though they called the foul. Who do you think is going to win this game? Well, uh, in one of my brackets, I got Oklahoma State going to the championship game, so I really oh, wow. need them to win this. I mean, and to be honest, their path has really opened up because Illinois got knocked out today. Uh, and, uh, well, let's see what else. I like, there's been a few. They have Syracuse and Houston. Say, yeah, Syracuse and Houston. So, I I mean. And Houston looks like trash. I'm, I'm not a big, I've never 
been a big believer in Gonzaga in Houston. Like I'm never a big, uh, you know, champion of the mid-major teams that do really good. Hey, except for Loyola, like I'm all on uh, Sister Jean's bus. But Houston, Gonzaga, like I can never get behind them as a real legitimate threat. No, not not even close. Gonzaga, no. If Gonzaga, I mean, I was saw a thing on TikTok uh, with Barstool. They were talking about if Gonzaga doesn't win the championship, it'll be a, it'll be a, um, um, what would they call it? It'll something where if they lose, it'll it won't look good for them, even if they make it to the championship. Like this is kind of a they have to they have to win, and I can honestly see them losing to Oklahoma. Right. Well, I mean, Oklahoma will be the best team they've played in like two months. Two, well, maybe other than BYU. So this will be <laughs> the second best team they've played in like since December, maybe. So I could see a scenario where they're just not ready for a team of Oklahoma's caliber and come out flat and possibly lose. But I'll give them tomorrow. But I don't see them winning the title. And if they don't win it this year, then I don't think they're ever going to win it because they have probably the best set of players that they'll have. Uh, although I think next year they do have, like, the number one recruit. But other than that, I think this is, you know, win at all costs for Gonzaga. That's, yeah, basically win at all costs. I don't know why I ever doubt Loyola Chicago because they've never let me down. But I always no. I'm, I'm like nah. Georgia Tech's gonna beat them. Then gets crushed by eleven. Illinois was last second in my bracket. I switched it to um, Baylor, and I was like, you know what? Baylor looks really good. And I mean, they looked decent versus Wisconsin today. If you had to, I wish I could watch. I wish the Michigan was game, Michigan game was tonight in Alabama. They don't have like a better. So I'm going to do the right side of the bracket, the Baylor, uh, Illinois. I think that side, it'll probably be – if Oklahoma State wins, I can see him going to the Final Four versus – or Final Four versus probably Baylor. I don't think there's a chance that either Villanova beats Baylor at all. I I don't even think it'll be close. And then I, Oral Roberts is going to get. Are we thinking Oral Roberts is going to be Arkansas? You know, usually these, you know, Cinderella runs end in the Sweet 16, really other than, you know, Loyola a few years ago. And then there's been a few other exceptions. But usually the Cinderella teams kind of kind of run out of gas in the Sweet 16. And Arkansas plays so fast, and they got a lot of athletes, and and they're a really good defensive team when they want to be. So I think Arkansas blows out the candles on their uh, salt or sea salt and jasmine scented candle. That's that that was that was good. That was really good. Thank, thank you. <laughs> um, no, the candle that I had last week, the one that smelled like. Uh just mini wheats that are soggy i smelled it the other day like i walked upstairs and it was there and i smelled it and it smelled so good and i'm like what happened like it smelled so bad burning and then it's 
all of a sudden smelled good. And I wanted to light it up, but I was like, hey, I'm not making that mistake again. My room smelled like crap for a while. <laughs> no, I, but like, I just can't get behind the candle. I mean, because I don't know if you like were listening to KSR and got inspired by Matt's candle obsession, but like I am a big fan of the just plug in the wall. Like I, I think they're called like air fresheners or something. And yeah, those are my go-to when something needs a little bit of freshening up. Um. I don't, I think candles are, uh, I like candles a lot better than the plug in the wall. Cause I can like watch the candle slowly burn. I don't know why maybe it is KSR, but I feel like I was on the trend before Matt Jones was on the trend. I just like the candles and it's weird. I don't, I don't know why, but like lighting them up and then just slowly watching them. Like I watch this baby burn. Like it's like I'm living through a life through a candle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe not the like black wick candles, but have you ever, seen or gotten the woodwick candles the i don't think so well the wick on the candle is wood so when you light it like you can hear the crackle of the wood as it's burning and then you know of course the wax is burning so it's giving off the smell too so it's like a you know like it's got the scent but it's also got the nice sound of like wood crackling so if I had to pick a candle, then I would pick the Woodwick candles. Huh. I think that would be very soothing, but you can't fall asleep to it because you can't fall asleep to candles. Which, no, listen, 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 listen to this, okay? My mom, and I've heard this from a lot of people, me and the fire department, for heaven's sakes, do not leave the candle burning overnight. Okay, I get that. My candle is about a foot, three feet from anything, really, that could. I mean, do anything. Do they think that the candle is going to jump to the wall? Like you would have, <laughs> I would have to, I would, I'm not kidding. I would have to try to light this house on fire. It would take a while. Like just me, like putting the lighter to the wall. I don't know what this candle could do. Maybe it could explode, make it get too hot. But I feel like that's what the jar is for. I don't see re- how it could light my house on fire. If somebody could, everybody knows my Instagram and my Facebook. If you could just. A lot of you have my phone number too. You just want to send me a text and tell me how in the world a candle that's in a jar that I don't think will ever melt. I don't think it could get that hot. I can leave it on all the time where it would just blow up and my house would be on fire. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't really know much about candle science either. And maybe we both are just missing some huge point and we look and we sound like a bunch of idiots right now. But maybe. Maybe so, but I don't really know. I mean, I mean, because I feel like once the wax burns out, then like it is, you know, a liquid just sitting in there. And then, you know, like if the wick burns all the way to the bottom, then wouldn't the flame just go out? Like, I don't, I, if like, this I don't ca- see how it, that would work. You could make the argument, Ashton, maybe the candle will fall on the floor, which is a stupid argument because this candle ain't moving. This is a big candle. This candle ain't moving. It falls on the floor, the flame goes out. You know? I I mean, I don't want to burn my house down, but for science, I might have to. <laughs> uh, well, like, I actually did pretty good in chemistry, but yet I don't know what on earth the science behind leaving a candle lit is uh 
maybe if like a, a random gust of wind were to come in and like it blew too hard and it caught something near the. I, I, I'm trying to come up with like the most like impossible scenarios possible. Oh, and, yeah, yeah the, the the air conditioning just blows the flame into the wall. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I can't think of it. And of course, you know, like I said, like we could sound like a bunch of idiots right now. We're just, like the maybe it's just because where my candle is. My candle is just on my desk. The closest thing to it is my monitor, but that's like a good fifteen inches. So I don't think yeah. my monitor. Let's feel it. It's not hot. The table. I. It's a wood. It's a wood desk. So let me feel. Uh, under that could wood. be hazardous. See, I could also light this this wood. This wood ain't catching. I don't want to do, use the lighter on it because I don't want to ruin the table because it's actually a pretty nice table. But if I'm just like lighting it, it would hot. If you put – say I went down to the kitchen and got a hot pan, a pan right off the stove, and I put it on top of my desk. My desk won't catch on fire. It will probably just burn the desk. I would tend to agree, but I don't know, and I don't, and I'm, and I'm not gonna test it out. But hey, you know, you know what? I think that should be a a segment, like in a podcast in the future. Just, just do our research. This is the candle. This is the candle podcast. That's that's really what we should be. We should be candle experts. I mean, it's inevitable. I mean, candlehead sports podcast. That's kind of what we are now. Might have to make T-shirts. <laughs> Candlehead sports. Uh, instead of the. By the way, I, I've always meant to ask this: the logo for the podcast with like the cones on the heads. Like, yeah. Whose whose bodies are those? So let me go to the picture real quick. Um, is it like, that's what, is it a random picture or is it like people that you? No, know? it's it's it's, are, it's, are, it's are, I'm I'm in there. I'm in there. Okay. So let me go. I have a, it's like a story. It's not really a good story, but like it's a story. Conan Sports. Sometimes I don't even know how to type in my own. <laughs> Conehead Sports. Okay, there it is. Okay, so the picture. We were at like a church activity something. And like knowing, you know, the cool kids, we didn't really want to go inside. So we kind of just stayed outside and just talked with each other and we just had fun. They were like geese around, so we were playing with them, kind of fooling around. And then there are these these cones. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, these are kind of cool. And I like one of us put it on our head, and one thing led to another. And with my group of friends, we love to take pictures. Like, just to like savor the memory, it's just a lot better. Right. But, uh, oh, hold up. Uh, but we were, we were just walking around, we put them on our head, and then my friend who was in the picture, his mom like took a picture of us. So that's Xavier, Gabe, and Kogan. I'm the third from left to right. Xavier, Gabe, me, Kogan. Just a few guy who li- who's in college now. One who lives in Paris, and then Xavier is just kind of funky. Paris, but, Kentucky, uh, Paris, France. <laughs> uh, Kentucky. Okay. But and then. I knew I wanted to start a podcast, but I kind of didn't know, like, I don't know what to call it. And I was event- I was going to start it with, like, people in that friend group and, like, talk about stuff like that. But it just never, like, took off. So I just kind of made it by myself and used Conehead as, like, a profile for it. 
and that's kind of how it started. I didn't. I mean, the hardest part about a podcast is getting the name. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That and that's. I mean, like it has to be something catchy, and it's got to be something easy, and like that can be hard to do. So, I mean, I found the hardest part, which was uh, getting the name down. So that's that's where we're at now. Uh, it just kind of stuck. I don't have another name to change it to. Well, I mean, I like I was gonna suggest you know, Candlehead uh, Candles podcast and then Conehead can... Conehead Cone... Candle podcast. There we don't go. even need the sports oh, and, anymore. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, what? Like it's literally the middle of March Madness, and we've spent. 10 minutes talking about basketball and the other 40 has been spent talking about candles and what whatever else is going on. By the way, Oregon State's up by like 14 right now on Oklahoma State. So that could be another potential upset. Uh, uh, no. I don't like – I like I'm all for upsets, but I would like to get at least one Final Four team right. So I'm <laughs> on my chips in Gonzaga and Alabama. And just hope they go on a big run, cause I or Michigan, cause in, like half of my brackets have Michigan in the Final Four, and then the other half have Alabama, cause I feel like either of those teams could win, or even Florida State maybe. But, uh, but I really need Oklahoma State to come back in this game. I do too. But I mean, when you're listening to these podcasts, I mean, if you know me, you know me, you know my mind wanders. But if you don't know me, you can. You you know all you need to know about me from listening to this. My mind will, it can go in a, a few thousand directions at a time, and it I just kind of go with it. I don't even try to stop it. If I want to talk about candles, I'm going to talk about candles. You're going to hear from it. Exactly, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's your podcast at the end of the day, and I mean, you know, sports. You know, I mean, like we can always talk about sports, but where else can you hear about candles and? church and everything else in the world and i mean we've we've spent two straight weeks talking about candles i mean just what we do (laughs) and i don't even like candles (laughs) the hardest thing for me though is say i'm interviewing somebody big or talking to somebody i don't know for the first time it's really hard to just not ask them what shoes they're wearing i'm like what do you got on what do you what are you wearing behind that microphone like I real, I'm like realizing mid interview. I can't really ask him that. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you looking at? Are you, it's, just, it's just hard. Like Cole Kublik, what are you doing? Yeah, like, I mean, if I ever interviewed Cole Kublik in person, or like, or not in person, but like just, you know, like on the phone or through something or whatever, or like not through text, I would want to know like everything. And I would not be quiet, and he'd probably get very annoyed quickly. So it's you know it it is all about just being like a balancing act, I guess, which some people struggle with, and others just do it naturally. I need to get somebody else on here. I wonder who. Um, Mark Hill. I don't know if you've heard from him. If you looked him up, he's uh he's big inside the UK. Hopefully, gonna get him on soon. He said he'd do it today. Talked to him today. Hopefully, we can get him on soon. Oh. Really? Oh yeah. I think we're thinking of a different Mark Hill. No, I, no, like, well, I'm thinking of the strength coach for football. Yeah, this is a different one. <laughs> okay. So when it who, comes who, to, 
athletics. It's like Mitch Barnhart's over all of them. And then there's two guys under Mitch Barnhart, uh, one that's over basketball and one that's over football. He's the one that's over football. I thought it – so he's not also the strength coach because I feel like – No, that's a, that, that's, a totally, that's a totally completely different guy. All right, but you know what I'm talking about though, don't you? Or yeah, no? yeah, I know because I, I follow him on Twitter, I think. Okay, all right, so it's someone totally – okay, I got you. Uh, let me well let me look uh, at this guy. Real that guy for uh for basketball used to be Dwayne Peavy, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, this is the so Mark Hill is M A R K. The Mark I'm talking about is M A R C. Okay. Director, performance, head strength and conditioning coach for UK football. This is a bad guy. This is a guy who could beat me up. <laughs> I don't want well, to get in a fight that, with Mark Hill. Wait, like. Wait. Or, or both of them, or, or or the strength one, the strength coach, uh, Mark, yeah. the one Mark Hill that I know. If you want to fight, I mean, I could I could put up a fight. No, nah, I'm just joking. I would I couldn't. It, it it would take it would take a whole lot for me to throw a uh, throw a punch. Hopefully, I don't get in a fight anytime soon. I'm gonna knock on some wood here. I am but, not uh, confrontational at all. Uh, did you see that? See, I didn't. I've I've known you. I've known who you are for a while, but I've never really talked to you or seen you past like last year. Did you see uh, Zane's story? The video of you. Yes, uh, and I was like four <laughs> foot two, and and I didn't I, realize how small was, you were. Oh, all right. The first day of freshman year, I was four foot eleven, and what? yeah, yeah, and and now. Towards the end of my senior year, I'm like five seven or five eight. So, so I'm at least somewhat more normal of a height now. But back in early high school, I was a legit midget. I was four foot eleven in freshman year, and then well, like summer freshman year, and then I got taller throughout the year. But yeah, I, uh, and of course I was next to Luis, and he's a you know big strong guy. <laughs> That didn't really help my case either. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but I I was tiny. How tall are you now, 5'8"? 5'8 might be a little generous. Maybe like 5'7 and three quarters. I don't know. Nah, like, if you're 5'7, you're 5'9. You know, I feel like that's how the depth charts, like in like every sport <laughs> go. Like they got, they got Kevin Durant listed that like, basically seven foot and he's really tall but i don't know if he's seven foot or no have you seen that picture of him? no go ahead have you seen have you seen the picture of him next to demarcus cousins no DeMar- he's like he kevin durant is he taller oh yeah look that up right now next to DeMarcus okay uh, maybe i'm having my thing flipped maybe he's like listed at like six nine but he's actually like 6'11 or something like that. Yeah, but my point is is that these depth charts sometimes will not accurately, you know, show how much someone weighs or how tall they actually are. They just kind of skew it to make it look better on the person or the program or whatever. So they have Durant listed as 6'9. Look at the one that says they have their team USA. Durant is listed at 6'9". DeMarcus Cousins is listed at 6'11". And look how much taller Kevin Durant is. 
Anybody listening oh at home, gosh. you can also do the same. Yeah, he's huge. And it's crazy how skilled Kevin Durant is for being that height. Because there are a lot of people that tall who, you know, are just, I mean, not that it's any fault of their own, but, you know, they just don't have that sort of athletic ability and just pure skill that KD has. The, the, the Slim Reaper. The, the Slim Reaper. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> they, I mean, I think Stephen A. Smith says it all the time. Like, Kevin Durant is the best. I love he's, Stephen A. Smith. He's, Kevin Durant might be one of the best scorers, top five scorers of all time. In the list of he can do whatever he wants. That's um, Kobe once said in an interview. He goes, he was asked, he was like, who was one player you've never, you were never able to figure out, and he was like, it was Kevin Durant, because he never had. They were talking about counting. NBA players count the beat before they make their move, and Kobe said he could never figure it out because he would have the left hand, he would have the right hand, he could he could jump over you, he could spin. Behind you, he was fast. He could pull it from anywhere. And he goes, I never was able to figure out how to guard Kevin Durant. Imagine. Imagine you're just a, you're just, uh, I don't know, an NBA player, and you're having to go against a seven-foot, I mean, can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. And um, coming from Kobe, I mean, that's very high praise because he played against, you know, LeBron. I mean, very late state. Well, kind of late stage Michael Jordan and uh you know like he's played against some of the greats of all time and to you know single out Kevin Durant like that is a pretty high honor my one of my biggest flexes is I have a I have the do you remember in the last chance uh last dance the Kobe they did where he was in his uniform for the NBA all-star game the red yeah. one I have that jersey Really, and it is. It is one of the coolest. Is it right here? Left in my closet. Let's see. Nope. I I just wore it the other day. It is one of my favorite jerseys of all time. But uh, for anybody at home, jerseys cost a lot of money. I mean, for a nice one, you're you're chipping eighty to a hundred dollars for a nice jersey. There's a, in the beginning of quarantine, there's this app called DHGate. Everything is Chinese. Uh, bootleg, all of it, but it's I've, all I've, I've so heard, cheap. I've heard of this, and so me and my brother were looking. I found this jersey. It looked close enough to being real. I ordered that one. I ordered a Babe Ruth one and a another Cardinal one. This jersey, you could put it next to the real one. It looks identical. It has the tags. It has Kobe. It has Bryant spelled right. All the. I mean, if it was if it wasn't spelled right, that'd be kind of funny though. Yeah, but everything looks right. It feels nice, and it was like twenty bucks. Wow. There, I, there's like, one, there's one there's one flaw to it though. It took seven what? months to ship. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, seven you know, months uh, might be a little a little exaggerated. Probably like three or four. Uh, the KSR people. Talk about that, like right at the beginning of quarantine. I feel like I remember Matt talking about like that Chinese jersey place. I think that might have been a thing. They were also they also had to talk about 
what's the right age to stop wearing jerseys without a shirt? And they said 18. They said 17. And I'm over here 18 wearing it. They're just so comfortable. Jerseys are so comfortable. They're fashionable. You could wear them without a shirt. I, I'm a big fan of the the jersey look, especially the 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 cutoff jerseys. Big fan of those. The cutoff, not really cutoffs, just jerseys. For as much as I love sports, I really need more jerseys. I have a Baker Mayfield Browns jersey. I have <laughs> have a Tim Couch Browns jersey, and. I have a uh, a just like generic Kentucky basketball because you know they can't put the players' names on the back, uh, so mm-hmm. it's just a generic Kentucky basketball number three jersey. But I can't wear it because it's signed by Tyler Use Tyler Ulis. I mean, I mean, uh, like I guess I could wear it, but I can't do that. You know, so so really, I have two jerseys I can wear, and they're both from the Browns. So I really need to, you know figure out a better jersey collection. DHK. That I have a nice Kobe one. I have the Babe Ruth one. A Jack Fla- a Jake Flaherty. Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals. I have two LeBron ones, but they're really small. I have a Michael Jordan one that's like a super, super, super small. Uh that my dad got a long time ago. I have a Donovan Mitchell one, which is really, really like the Donovan Mitchell like brown purple mountain one. Oh, okay. I mean, so are you one of the? Because I mean, obviously, like you're not a little. Oh wait, you're a jazz fan, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, never mind. But some people wear jerseys of like teams or players that they don't have any affinity to, and sometimes I don't understand that. But I was gonna say if you were one of those people, but then I remembered you're a Utah sports fan. So. Nah. I. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, my brother ordered a John Morant jersey. He's also a Jazz fan. He got the um, man, the old like Grizzly John Morant jersey. See, if I I would I would get a John Morant jersey like a Luca one. I'd wear something like that, but it wouldn't be my first purchase. Right. So, does it hurt your heart at all that your favorite NBA team is like their best player is a Louisville player? Uh. Nah, because I don't think Donovan Mitchell really, like, hurt us when we played against him, like, at all. I don't know how yeah. much – I don't I don't remember him ever being good against us. I can't so, remember. But if, if, he, if, he, if he was, like, a some guy, some Grayson Allen, Duke, play, like, kind of player, I would be more upset. But, I mean, Donovan Mitchell just seems so cool. He's so good. He's so young. He's the only reason the Jazz are doing – I mean, not only reason, but he's a huge part of it. So I, I don't really mind it too much. Wasn't Grayson out on the Jazz for a little bit? Or, yes, he was, or, but he didn't play. He doesn't play. Okay. He didn't play. Okay, that's good. Uh, he, he, still, he still trips people. Think about that. <laughs> the man still trips people. Uh, I mean, at this point, it just has to be something that he does off instinct. Because you know, at first I thought – I mean, he. I guess he was doing it on purpose, but I guess his, you know, instinct is just to play dirty. Maybe it is. I don't even know. I mean, he's been with professional help for at least eight years now. Well, so he was at college. When he was at Duke his junior year, man was a baller. I mean, he was good. 
So I think he went there his junior year. This is his third year in the league, second or third. So I would say five to six years of help, and he's still doing it. Well, how, I don't know. Like I, I'm not sure how much help he got from Coach K because, yeah, you know, K never really seemed to care. Uh, but maybe now in the NBA he is. But and then K, Coach K is just one of those guys that I can't stand either. So I don't know if he got much help with Duke. But hopefully he's getting some help with like in the NBA with I think he was with the Grizzlies for a little bit and then the Jazz. So I think the Jazz, I mean I I don't know how he can be just so hot headed so so much. Just chill out. Take a take a take a take a take a breather. Yeah, I mean light up a sea salt and jasmine candle and just settle down a little bit. Uh, I think that you know yeah. I should DM him. <laughs> DM him and Here say, or like send him yeah. a link to where he can purchase a sea salt and jasmine candle. I'm just gonna help him out a little bit. I'm gonna be like, listen, I heard about your anger issues. Don't worry, I have them too. Um, Grayson Allen. Ooh, PJ Washington's having a kid. Good for him. No, that's good. Okay, message. It's 10.55, and we're at the point in the podcast where we're DMing NBA players to tell them what candles they should buy. All right, here we go. Listen, I heard heard you have a temper tantrum. (laughs) You have a temper problem. (laughs) May I suggest a sea salt and jasmine candle? Makes the pain go away, brother. Brother. Okay. Now that all my all of that is basically misspelled, I put in a dot. And command this. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need photo proof of this message. Oh listen, I have heard listen, I heard you have a temper a temper problem. May I suggest a sea salt and jasmine candle, comma. Makes the pain go away, brother. Okay, listen. There you go. Send, copy, paste, send. All right, Grayson. And if I don't hear back from him, if if everybody could just, anybody who knows him personally can just send him my way. I'd love to have him on the podcast. I would love to talk to him about why he gets so mad so often. Maybe I should comment on all this. Let's see. Could you imagine if he actually responded? He has a foundation. How, how, huh. Hmm. I don't know. This is kind of this is kind of he has a foundation. Hmm. Okay. Maybe he's what, a good guy. What else? Foundation oh. as in like makeup or like what do you mean? Like a like a charity. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, just because he's a charity doesn't mean he doesn't have temper tantrums. That is true. Let's see profile. I don't follow him on Inst- I don't follow him on Twitter. I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. Or maybe I pro- probably do. Um, does he have any else social media I could? Mm. He also has um, a cross in his bio or in his uh, highlights. Interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, like we're not being mean to him. Like we're just making nice suggestions. I mean, listen, I'll. 
Gracie, if you're hearing this, I'll even send you a jasmine salt, sea salt and jasmine candle. I would like something in return. That'd be cool because you're kind of a millionaire. I wouldn't even mind it, really, something in return. But if you, if it'll help you out, I'm I'm here to help a brother. Like, I think we should both wear Grayson Allen Duke jerseys if he responds. Listen, that's it. So, Grayson Allen, anybody can cut this and send it to him. If Grayson Allen responds to my DM, he hasn't already, by the way. If he responds or does anything, I let's look up how much a Grayson Allen jersey costs. No, no, like, like he has to send us one because, like, oh, like the even payback. better. Yep, He's, you, he you, sends us one, and then that's the payback for this candle. Listen, Grayson Allen, if you get back, I won't just my, I won't just wear the jersey i'll wear it for a week i'll wear it for a week straight oh what's going on with my tv every i'll day. wear it for a week straight every day i'll have to wash that son of a gun all right like i'll i'll join you i was okay so grayson allen that's your suggestion um so if anybody made it to an hour and 16 of this podcast just help a brother out we're trying to we're trying to talk to my man uh get him on the podcast he's, get a nice jersey he, he's gotta have a few laying around somewhere right Past it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I'd say so. Yeah, I appreciate everybody listening. It was kind of a wild podcast. It's been the last two. We'll be here next Sunday. Same time. This will be uploaded on Monday. So I guess same time Monday. Brayden, I appreciate you being on, man. I no problem. Uh rest in peace to my brackets. Uh like it's been a fun year of losing once again. And I will try again next year. That's what I'm saying. But uh yeah, everybody, we out.